count money, man. Money, Stack man. riches. Trying to told, told him I'm a beast, blood. What's up, gang? What's up, Welcome gang? to the Grindcast. Grind Simon Area is here. Get ready. It's Get a ready new day. New day. What's up, gang? Simon here. Welcome to the next episode of the Grindcast. Today, we're going to be talking about duplication and delegation. And so I think this is more for um, coaches, people that are trying to multiply themselves, uh, people that are running a business for, or, or leadership position where you need to duplicate yourself into others. So let me first start off and say sometimes these two things could get inter intertwined, causing people to think that possibly they're saying they're the same thing and they're not. So duplication is not delegation. And delegation is not duplication. In order to duplicate yourself, there's going to be some things that, that th there's a process to it. And then once you duplicate yourself, now you can delegate. The problem I think some people have in this, the, the, the two problems that I can see people uh, struggling with in this is, number one, they start to delegate before they truly finish duplicating and so they get frustrated with the result because they're not doing the duplication process properly the other uh opportunity that i see for others to grow that i think sticks out to me is people want everybody to be a hundred percent like them and i think they have a hard time delegating once they've duplicated because they expect that person to be perfect or a hundred percent like them and the problem with that is no two people are 100 percent uh, created exactly the, the the same and so i think what we need to do is be adoptable and adapt different concepts but be also open to being ourselves. and so what i've learned is that if i'm duplicating something if i'm trying to expand and i'm in 10 different locations if i have the 10 people running those lo locations functioning at 80% of, of how well I think I could have done at that particular thing, that's 800% of me, 80 times 10, 800% of me. I can only give 100% of me. I can only be in one place at one time. You can only be at one place at one time. So I remember when I first started my journey in, in leadership, I think one area that I've, grow, that, that I've grown in is understanding that not everybody's gonna be exactly like me. And, and then also understanding the power of not expecting people to be 100% perfect by my exact standards, okay? Not that I wanna dilute the quality, but I need to be realistic so we can grow at a, uh, at a pace that makes sense. And in order to do that, I gotta put a freshman on the field. So like every, you know, coaches, they want people to get experience. Well, the only way the players get experience is by starting to put them on the field. But you know, a freshman is going to make freshman mistakes. But by the time that person gets enough reps, by the time we really need them, they're going to be 100% ready to rock and roll if you've started to duplicate, which means that you have to be okay with, with some mistakes. So let, let's just start out with that concept of it. Uh, why, don't, why don't we go over... You know, I could think of maybe some things in some ways to delegate, maybe some steps to, to think about how we could duplicate, how we can uh, delegate. And so when I look at duplication, the, the duplication aspect of things, the first thing that I could think of is you have to be okay 
with understanding that everything's not going to be 100% perfect. So in your head, if you're struggling with, I can't, I, I have to do this because 100, it has to be 100% perfect. Well, you can't do that for accounting, for billing, for this. You can't micromanage the defense, the offense, the special teams, every player on that field, exactly. So you may be good in one area, but you'll never allow yourself to grow unless you can work with others and through others. And so that first thing that I'm going to say off the top of my head is, is, is let's stop micromanaging people and start and, and stop feeling like you have to do it all and make all the, the, the decisions. Okay. Start to start a process of maybe putting paper to pen and pen to paper and document the process for how you make those decisions or how it is that you're going to, what it is that you want that person to develop, write it out for them. Think about, okay, here's the first thing I would do. Second thing I would do. Third thing I would do in, in the simple formula is typically I do it and you watch, you do it and I watch you. And then once you've done it pretty solid, I allow you to go ahead out there and make mistakes. And in order to do that, you have to first, you have to be patient enough to understand it's going to cost you time. That's why you'll hear people say, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go with others. It's very rare that you're going to be able to accomplish something great that moves mountains without teamwork, without the help of other people, without being able to trust in your team, trusting in others. And so I think that the, the, the concept of that is don't be lazy in the process. Because when the outcome happens, it's very difficult to come back and reverse it. So what I mean is, whatever it is that you're trying to delegate to somebody else, like you should be delegating every job. Duplicate and delegate yourself into every job. Delegate everything and only focus on the areas that you're best at. Like whatever you think is your best skill set. What is the best thing you bring to the table? Are you good with people? Are you good with creating a vision, creating a plan? Are you good at motivating people? Or are you good for, for uh, administrative things? Like focus on what it is that you're great at. Try to find a way to duplicate and delegate into, into others. And don't even be a, like a lot of the people that I delegate things to, they've become better than me at some of those things. I've stayed true to what I feel is my biggest strength and my biggest asset. So I think once you've taken the time and understand it's going, let's, I want you to get this through your head. If you wanted to do it by yourself, it would be a lot easier and a lot faster. But if you want to go far, you want to get big, you're going to have to slow it down and start spending time with other people. Allowing them to watch you perform the task that it is that you're going to want them to perform. After they watch you your, your turn is to go ahead and watch them, critiquing them, encouraging them. Don't just bash them, encouraging these people, critiquing these people until you like the product, until you like what it is that they're doing at that point. Then you delegate things to them and you're there for them to ask questions and, and you can mentor them. But I think a lot of people skip this step. They'll either just allow the person, hey, watch me a couple times and then you do it. 
So they skip the whole, I'm going to watch you part, or they'll just give somebody and say, here, here, you do it. Then you won't, you won't be able to delegate, uh, delegate to people. You won't be able to grow. But if you slow the process down and you spend time with those people, now, after you get through that process, you have to let go. Like a lot of people can't let their baby go. Like you have to let them go now. Let them do these things. Don't be all over their shoulder. Give them the authority to make these decisions, to do these things. Provide criticism, but constructive, positive criticism when you possibly can to encourage this person and have realistic expectations. You need to think about what is this going to do for your organization six months from today? What is it going to do for your organization 12 months from today? It may be an inconvenience today, but I'd rather work off of multiplication than addition. Okay. If, if, if you're working off of multiplication, this means I'm going to duplicate myself. Okay. Into these two people. If I do it properly and they duplicate themselves into two people each. Now I have those two people plus four. Now I have six leaders. If I develop two and all six of those people develop two, we just multiply in two times. If those six people develop two, now we're at 12. I developed another two. We're at 14. All of a sudden I have 14 leaders. Do you know how hard it is to carry 5,000 pounds? 2,000 pounds. Things that are pretty much impossible alone. Well, in order to grow your business, you're going to need to carry thousands of pounds of whatever it is in your business. But you're going to have to move a lot of weight. The only way to do that is to have 14 other people carrying this load with you. And the only way to do that is the duplication process. The letting go of power. The delegating to others. The providing positive encouragement and feedback to these people. Patience. Because if you just wanted to do it right then and there, it's always easier. People get frustrated. Ah, I might as well just do it myself. I might as well not even explain it to this person. By the time I get done explaining it to this person, I could already had it done by myself. Yes, because you're thinking addition. But if I explain it to this person and it takes me three times as long, but I never have to explain it to them and they can now take over that activity. Maybe that activity takes two hours a week out of my life. Well, now over the course of a year, it's a hundred hours that I've saved myself. So I could focus on things that truly are going to matter. And now I could delegate that to that person. So it took me three hours, but it saved me a hundred. So I'm plus 97. You guys understand what I'm saying out there? Like, Short term, it's an investment like anything else in life. You can't have a return without an investment. If you put in a, a little investment, very difficult to get a big return. So you have to invest your time, invest some energy, and then you'll get it back. And you, that's why you got to think long term. Like wherever it is that you want your, your, your coaching staff to go, your team to go, your organization to go, if it's big, if it's far, it's going to take a lot of people carrying the load with you. And the only way those people can develop is if you give them what they need and then let those people go. And so as, as, as I start to think of, I can think of some people that I've mentored 
in business that struggled in these areas. I remember early on in my career, this being something that, that would frustrate me because I'm wondering like, why can't everybody work this hard? Why can't everybody just pay attention to detail like me? And, and it wasn't until, I still hold people to a high standard, but it wasn't until I understood that not everybody was gonna be like me and I stopped expecting perfection. And it, it may sound opposite of what I typically preach. I can expect perfection for myself. And I, I, I can still want perfection when I'm duplicating and I hold them to a standard of, we don't want to throw any interceptions. It's like a coach. When, if I'm coaching the quarterback, I don't want any turnovers. I don't want us ever to turn the ball over. I don't want any interceptions, but understand it's unrealistic for me to think even Tom Brady's going to, he threw an interception, the first play at a Super Bowl, first passing play at a Super Bowl. I have to have realistic expectations that these people are going to make mistakes. And if I'm if I can't do that and I'm always avoiding mistakes, you can't throw touchdowns with your people. You're going to want to control everything. And you can adopt this into other areas of your life with children, with players, with staff, with developing leaders, developing others, all of these things. So the the to close this thing off I'll tell you, this is absolutely something if you want to grow your business and multiply that you're going to have to do. And you might as well go ahead and start now if you want to grow, if you want to grow your business. To encourage you, this is an area that most type A people with sick work ethics all struggle with. Is why can't everybody be like me? I don't want to give the ball up unless it's going to be perfect. And the longer it takes a person to do that, the longer it takes for them to, to grow their organization and grow their business. So I know this is a little bit different than our normal podcast, but I think for my business owners out there, the, the amount of questions that I get on how to grow a business, how to expand a business, we took a recruiting company within nine months that had 10 employees and independent contractors to over 100 in less than nine months through this type of stuff. The biggest challenge that I saw in that, that we had to take the lid off of was some great people expecting for everybody that everything had to be done perfectly. And unless they could get their hands on everything and do it a hundred percent perfectly, that they wouldn't be able to delegate that to everybody else. And so what happens is then you have your head coach, your head coach is like, the guard and blocking and tackling and cleaning the equipment and doing everything because they feel they're the best person to do everything. Of course, if you own a restaurant and you, you're going to put more love into cooking than somebody else, you're going to greet people a little bit different. You're going to handle, but if you want to open up four restaurants, you can't answer the door at all four restaurants. You can't handle the complaints at all four restaurants. So it depends on what your vision is. If your vision is expansion, you have to start giving up some of this power, authority, start to duplicate, start to delegate. And when you do, you're going to see your business start to grow exponentially. I can promise you that. So I, I think now that we have that understanding, the next question probably would be, well, how do I know if somebody's worth duplicating myself into or 
capable of me duplicating myself into. I think the first thing to look at is, is do you share common values? You know, I, I think if I'm going to want to person, if I'm going to personally spend time with somebody, I have to click with them somewhat and share at least common values, even though we're different. Like there's people that do things different that, you know, they have different interests outside of work than what I do. They come from a completely different background than what I, but we still share the same values. Those people I can start to work with. And so look at, do they share some of the same values, you know, that you share? I, I'm looking for work ethic, coachability, and I'll break that down in, into what I mean by that, and potential. Work ethic, coachability, which is attitude, and, and potential. So work ethic, I need to know that if I'm going to spend time with somebody that they got a motor, that they that they got a work ethic that can play not just one inning, they can play all nine and extra if they need to. So I'm looking at who has that work ethic that is willing to put in the work to make themselves better. That's a person I typically want to work with because I know from a from a skill set perspective, if somebody works at something long enough and they halfway have the potential, they're going to get good at it. They may have to put 200 hours in when somebody else got to put 100 hours in, but they're going to get pretty good at it if they got the work ethic. The next thing is is attitude, okay? Like after they have the work ethic, do they have the coachability and the attitude? Not everybody is open to being coached. But here's the funny thing. Most of these people think they are. They think they want the coaching. And so when I first started in leadership, beggars can't be choosers. I remember I only had a couple people to lead, so I couldn't really pick and choose that much. You know, they say bad breath is better than no breath, you know, sometimes. I I couldn't pick and choose as much as, as I went on and that multiplication factor happens. I get to be more selective nowadays with who I can spend my time with. So once you go through this process enough, you'll start to become more and more selective of who you're able to pour your time into. And I want to deal with people that if I tell them something once, they execute. If I tell them something twice, they for sure executed it. Like the most coachable person, coachable means that they're going to take instruction even when they don't feel like it. Like it's easy to take instruction when you feel like it, when you like it. But are you going to do the things that you need to do that I coach you on, even if you don't feel like it or it's not convenient to you? The more that I know a person is coachable like that and I watch them do those things, the more that I want to spend time with those people. Because it ain't going to be all sunshine and rainbows. There's no way any coach in America is going to be able to make you great if you can't get uncomfortable and do things that you don't feel like doing or that's not convenient for you. If you're not willing to get out of your comfort zone, if you're not willing to do things that are not convenient to get the overall job done, it's going to be very difficult for you to become great. And so I want to coach somebody that is coachable and open 100%. You know, I had somebody start working with me the other day in boxing. That's pretty good. And when they came in, in to work with me, I'm telling them, like, regardless of how much money we're doing, we're like, regardless of all of that stuff, I want you to know I'm the most coachable person you have right now. 
Literally, that's what came out of my mouth. Like, I'm going to be the most coachable person that you have right now. Just catch. You could talk to me any way you want. You could tell me anything you want. You, I don't care for an hour. You tell me all negative. I don't care. I'll be the most coachable person because I understand this is the way to grow. When somebody else is better than you at something or a master at you at something and they're willing to pour their time into you, why would I want to reinvent the wheel? Why do I want somebody to coach me if they're only going to coach me to do things that I'm comfortable doing when there's no growth in your comfort zone? And so I try to be that person for others. And I want to spend time with people like that, that I know I could just be real with. I could coach them. I could be hard on them. They're going to be a good student. I'm not going to have to tell them three times the same thing. Like when I got to tell somebody two times, three times the same thing, that's somebody I'm starting to waste my time with. If I, every time I coach you, you get offended that I can't even, you always defending yourself. You know, I think it was the book above the line where Urban Meyer wrote no BCD, no BCD, no blaming, complaining, or defending when it's time to get coached. That's all below the line, BCD. So if you're in a, in a situation where you're getting coached, remember those three things, no BCD, not CBD, BCD, no blaming, Others, oh, it wasn't me, it was him, it was his fault, it was this one's fault. No complaining or defending yourself. Yeah, but I was tired. Or I, I was, no BCD. That is so amateur. That ain't professional. You got to take extreme ownership like my man Jocko be talking about. You got to take ownership, extreme ownership over what it is that you're doing. So I want people like that. And then lastly, I want somebody that has the potential. Like this water bottle I'm holding right now has 33.8 fluid ounces that I could fit in here. So if I wanted to put 100 ounces, I could not put 100 ounces. It only, the capacity is 33.8. And so a person's capacity to fill them up is going to dictate how much you're able to pour into them of yourself. So I try to pick people that I look at that I could see having a lot of potential. And now let me stop here and be real. I need you guys to, I need you to take a deep look in the mirror right now. Here's another point that stops people from growing. When you start to look at people that have potential to be so big, at times as a coach, you can start to get I don't know if it's self-conscious or what the word is that I'm looking for, but you, you, you can get, have a fear almost of not wanting to give everything you have. Cause you could see that person getting big and maybe passing you. You can't have that. That's a losing mindset and a losing mentality. Let me tell you what my mindset is and my mentality is with this. The bigger that I make people, the bigger our organization is going to be able to grow. The more all-stars that I have on my team, the more wins that we're going to be able to have. The more that I help to serve other people, the more good karma that will be created to me. I want to be able to pour into 
everybody else's life and make these people better. And if people become better in, in, uh, in some aspects, I have no fear of that at all because my mission is to make these people the best that I could possibly make them. And I've learned in life that when you do that with enough people, great things happen. Great things happen. I also understand that you always need to be recruiting and developing like you lost your best player. If I'm training fighters like me, I just blew my bicep out. I'm going to be done for a couple months. Like if, if all my eggs are in one basket and that person's injured, now what? I remember watching the Buckeyes play in a national championship against Oregon, first string quarterback out. Heisman Trophy potential candidate out. Two out, third string quarterback wins a national championship. That means the Buckeyes were recruiting and developing like they lost their best player. So I'm not in fear of people because I know I can recruit and develop and the next person's replacement may be just as good if not better than them. They just needed an opportunity to shine. Somebody wants that job. So I don't feel bad about, I'm not worried about that. If God has a different plan and I'm pouring into people, whatever, as long as I just focus on them and making them better, automatically great things are going to happen for the organization and for me on accident. But if you have people that they get, they, they, they get a complex when people have talent to get bigger than them, or they have such a big, that they can be so talented. I find leaders want to hold those people down sometimes. They don't want to give them everything. They don't want to give them a chance to shine. They don't want to give them a chance to play. All that does is hold you down. I believe so heavily, like the two things you got to do is number one, you got to believe so heavily in yourself that I duplicated one. I could duplicate seven more. I taught one. I could teach six more. I can always replace that. Everybody's replaceable. Even me, everybody's replaceable. So that has to be the first mindset. The second mindset is you need to be, if, if it's all about you, you're hustling backwards. That's why you're not growing. You need to just worry about what's, if you help enough people get what they want, you'll get everything that you want and then some. Just focus on getting these people what they want. And watch how many people duplicate underneath them in your organization because of that. You're never going to be at a loss. It's only when you try to, you get, you get afraid of, so then what happens is if you can't let people grow, if you can't deal with people that have a big capacity, they'll start to know that you're not in it for their best interest. They could feel that you're not open to helping them grow and they get frustrated and they want to leave you or they get demotivated. Because of it, because of this lack of leadership, it's a weakness. So in, in my, in my, in my experience, when I lead people like that have this big capacity, I have to just care about serving them and, and, and trust whatever is supposed to happen. The loyalty that'll be created from you giving a person like that, everything that you have will either put you in, a, you put you in a win-win situation because what happens is you're going to give them everything you have and you're going to change that person's life. And either A, they're going to be so loyal to you and appreciative to you till death do you part because of that. Now you got a superstar that is loyal to the bone or B, they'll betray you and it'll probably be 50-50 in your career. But when they betray you or they're not loyal, 
all it does is create negative karma for them. And if you keep your heart pure, it, it, it creates positive karma for you, for staying above it all and doing the right thing. And in my experience, it's almost like pruning in that case, God or fate, whatever you believe is taking those people out of your life for you to do something bigger. So have no fear. When you give it all, you get it all back. If you hold on to it, you lose it. So I just want to encourage you out there to let go of your ego, let go of your worry. Everything ain't going to be perfect. And let's start duplicating yourself into others. Let's multiply. Let's delegate to others. Busyness doesn't always mean accomplishment. Focus on your greatest task. Focus on the things that are going to, you know, that 20% of your business or 20% or of, of whatever that's going to give you 80% of the results. Focus on that. Only The things that you're best at. Learn to delegate it all. Give away, give away the power. Give away the control. Give other people an opportunity. And this is the way that you're going to grow your life. This is the way you're going to grow your business. You're going to grow your team. You're going to grow things. But you're also going to make a huge impact in other people's lives. And at the end of the day, that's what this thing is all about. That's what this short life that we live is all about, making other people's lives better. So don't hold on to those talents. Give those talents away. Be a giver, duplicate, delegate, and we'll see you on top. Do me a favor. If you find this beneficial, please help me and subscribe, comment, share it with others this, that, uh, that this may be able to help and we could uh, increase the grind cast, increase the grind community, and uh, change one life at a time. So uh, thank you guys for your time today. Let's get it. Count money, man. Money, Stack man. riches. Try and told, told him I'm a beast, blood.